Hi everyone. Hey there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And we're back. We're back for a very special episode of Halfway Saints. That's right. Not a, it's not a full episode. Yeah, don't, don't get, get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only phrase that could possibly go there. Um, don't get your expectations too high. Uh, no, but this is a special new baby update. Yes. Uh, so we, our lives have been a little crazy lately. Um, Just slightly. And we don't really have time to put together a full episode, but we wanted to put something out there and let everyone know how we were doing. Um, that we're still alive. That we're still alive, that we had the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, just give you a little update and a little, a short, a mini episode. Something to tide you over. Yeah, like until... An, like an appetizer. Yeah, and what is it? A, no. Aperitif? Yeah, but isn't that after the meal? No, that's the uh, digestive, is the after the meal. Oh, well, yes, then the aperitif. Oh, okay. <laughs> Holly's really cultured and knows lots of French. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by my... <laughs> the disclaimer that has to go with me. Um, but yeah, we had our baby on February 19th. A beautiful Blaise Benedict uh, mm-hmm. was born. It's a boy. It's a boy. I think we said it was a boy before, but... Yeah. Because we knew. Yeah. We I didn't know if we'd said that in the podcast. Maybe we had. Uh, who knows? Let's who? move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, and he was born, and now he is two weeks old. Mm-hmm. He was baptized yesterday. Yesterday. Because we planned the baptism before he was born. Right. And then he was born 13 days late. Mm-hmm. So you may 13. Have, <laughs> yeah, so you may have noticed kind of a gap in between us stopping the podcast and then having the baby mm-hmm. like i think the last podcast we put out was february 1st mm-hmm. um that's because holly was almost two weeks late and was yep. just super pregnant so like really pregnant nine and a half months pregnant it's, i mean mm. it's, it's stupid <laughs> it's, it's stupid how long you're pregnant and the thing was on i had my like due date appointment schedule my due date was february 6th and then i had an appointment on february 8th to see how things were going and the doctor at that appointment was like you are going to have this baby maybe tonight so you need to call your people you need to get everything in order because you're four centimeters dilated which in case anyone doesn't know you're trying to get to 10 Mm -hmm. and the like traditionally or normally it's really hard to get to five, and once you get to five, it's, like, kind of fast to get yeah. to ten. So I was at four on February 8th, and so I call all my friends who are going to be there for Jack when are we going labor, like, have a bag packed. We're ready to go to the hospital tonight. We think it's going to happen tonight. My mom flies up the next day from North Carolina to be with us, and then 11 days <laughs> later. It was two weeks later. I had the baby. Yeah. And she ended up having to be induced. Yeah. So, like, who knows? She could still be pregnant right now if she hadn't been induced. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's just no No, way. they wouldn't no, let you go that no, far. No, um, But, yeah, so I just, babies, our babies don't like to come out. Because I mean, Jack judge, was. We have, like, a 100% record of being <laughs> well past their due date. Jack was 12 days late, mm-hmm. and Blaze just wanted to one-up him. Yeah. And he was 13. <laughs> so he was 13 days mm-hmm. late. So, but uh, at the labor this time with Jack, we went into the hospital Tuesday night. He was mm-hmm. born early Thursday morning. Yes. Blaze was much, much snappier. Quite snappier. <laughs> yeah. We went in, uh, what day was that? Friday. Friday morning at seven. 
they induced me at 1230 and he was born at 6. 619. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was much quicker this time around. Yeah. Which ever, that's one thing was everyone was like, oh yeah, second baby, only 20 months apart. It's going to like fall out. Like no problem. It's going to be so easy. Second babies are so much easier. Not quite the case. Just, yeah. Well, I think one thing I've learned is that if anyone has any advice or anything to tell you about pregnancy or babies, ignore it because apparently everyone's experience is way different. Yeah. I think I'm also a little special. Oh, well, of course you are. I mean, <laughs> thank you. But, like, none of the tricks worked to get to... Because, all right, I'm also convinced that none of the, like, tricks to start labor actually work. I think it's whatever that person happened to be doing. Like, oh, if you're eating, you know, Spicy food. if you're eating a bratwurst, you go right into labor. Yeah, like this guy... A Trader Joe's worker was like, what you need to do is go up and down a flight of stairs twice. My wife did that, and she went into labor right afterward. And I was like, listen, I've got two flights of stairs in our house, and I go up and down those (laughs) flights of stairs a lot during my day, and labor is nowhere close. So, yeah, just take it all with a grain of salt. So there's really nothing you can do except wait. Yeah. And wait we did. Mm Mm-hmm. 13 days. But... Um, for me, it was like to always be on watch from February 8th. I mean, bef- more than that, we thought you might be gone before early. The day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then to have that, like the doctor to say, you are going to have this baby tonight. Call your people, get ready. You're going to go at any moment to have that, like at any moment, uh, the anticipation. The anticipation of that, like, on you for 11 days, it was extremely taxing. Yeah. Um, because you're like, should I go here? I don't know. I might have to go to the hospital from there. And, like, would right. that be good? If I'm there, where is Daniel? Will Daniel be able to meet us at the hospital? What would Jack be Like, just to always be planning for literally any second to mm-hmm. go into labor. And then – or. Yeah, for, like, your water to break or whatever. Because I was having contractions. You're having contractions for, like, a month before. (laughs) Really? But they would never amount to anything. So Mm -hmm. there's always, like, this anticipation, like, oh, this is kind of exciting. Maybe this is it. Oh, no. Mm. This isn't it. I'm just going to go to bed. Right. (laughs) Um, To have that on you for 11 days, it was really hard. But um, I was actually really thankful for it because it, it... gave me like a need to call out to God for like I hated it because it was extremely uncomfortable and very just emotionally and physically taxing but I also like was able to lean into him in a time that maybe I wouldn't have been doing that otherwise because my mind would have been too focused on other things Mm -hmm. um so to have that like discomfort I kind of appreciate it because it really did bring me closer to the Lord Mm -hmm. and to kind of prepare me for labor which I wanted to be a very prayerful process this time Mm -hmm. around so that was part of my experience yeah because I mean there was like one moment there when it was like I was I don't know a week late or something where I was like crying and I just wanted to feel like just a little bit of stability. That's what it was. It was just like you're always on moving ground because you mm-hmm. don't have any – there's no certainty. We're talking with my mom who flew up and took time off of work to be with us, and we're trying to plan of when she should go back to North Carolina, and it's just like you just don't know. Yeah. Um, and just to have all that uncertainty 
was making me feel just really shaky and I just needed there was just like one moment where I just needed Daniel to like hold me and to tell me that everything was gonna be okay and that just that give me like solid ground again mm-hmm. and that was that was nice oh well you're welcome thanks um but we did eventually have the baby yes we actually we went to the hospital one night and they sent us back home oh it was the worst holly holly was induced with jack so she didn't she didn't really know what her water breaking, breaking felt like. like so she felt something that seemed like it and so we went in and they did some tests and they're like nope we did three tests get out of here pack your bags and that like we went in at like 10 30 yeah we came back home at like quarter to one or something so tired. Uh, yeah. So it was like a lot. By the time we finally like got there to have the baby, it was just like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, definitely. And um, I don't know if you were going to say anything before this, so stop me if okay. I'm going too far. But so I, with Jack, I was going to try to do an all natural labor, no pain medications and stuff. But because of certain positions that he was in and like what was going on, I had to get on Pitocin, which would make my contraction stronger, which would make more than more painful. So then I also got an epidural and then, but I was at peace with that decision. It was fine. But this time around, I was like, I would really like to do it natural again. And if I, I know that if I have to get the pain medication, then that's fine. Um, cause I did that with Jack, but, uh, this time around I got, I don't know, like two hours into it. <laughs> it was like, Nope, I need an epidural for sure. <laughs> Um, because they were coming so fast and they escalated yeah. so much qu- more quickly well, than with Jack. Last time they like ramped up over like 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. This time you went from like zero to 60 in like an hour. Yes. And so it, was it was shocking to my system, especially after like, I, I think pretty much I was in labor from. You, you were really for like two weeks. Yeah. And so my body was exhausted. And so taking that much pain at that time, I was not prepared for and I just knew that if I tried to, like, grin and bear it and to really suffer through it, then I would be too exhausted to actually deliver mm-hmm. the baby. So um, I got the epidural and was so Holly happy. just kept saying, I'm so glad I got this. <laughs> she was like, Remi- next time, remind me how I feel right now. <laughs> because, I mean, I I just am afraid that later on, I'm like, no, I should do a natural, blah, blah, well, blah. I think, but like, just my, knowing my body and knowing... How I take pregnancy. Right, and that you're going to be, you will likely be past your due date mm-hmm. for future babies. And they were both, Jack and Blades, were in, like, a weird position. Right. And maybe you can ask your doctor when you go back, is that, like, a genetic thing? Like, the way you carry babies, they end mm-hmm. up getting twisted and, not twisted, but, you know, turned around the wrong way. Right. Like, I think it's because I didn't, it's my core strength. I had no muscle, like, I did not do a good job of, like, repairing those muscles after Jack, and I think that if I had done a better job of that, then I don't think he would have twisted as much. But my point was, it seems like you, if the past two pregnancies are indication, are going to have difficult labors, where it's, it, that makes it much, much harder to, mm-hmm. to do it naturally. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> if you can do it naturally, that's great. If not, oh, that's I great, mean, too. I think it's I was, wonderful that was, to that do was it. To all I know. Women. I think it's wonderful to do it all natural. But I am, I'm really surprised that I'm in the position to be like, no, the epidural is great, <laughs> <laughs> because I never ever would have thought that. But just yeah. with my circumstances and yeah, I, the epidural just made sense. And sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. I would much prefer to have an epidural than a C-section. I think that if I had tried to labor through 
that I would have had to have a C-section because I would have been too exhausted. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that. And I, you know, to toot my own horn a little bit, I think I handled the labor much better this time. <laughs> I didn't go to the emergency room. Um, if you haven't, I think we mentioned it in a podcast, but with Jack, I, when Holly was getting her, not any part of the labor, when she was getting her um, IV. IV put in, I passed out because... <laughs> There was a lot of extenuating circumstances. I have low blood pressure, so a lot of times if I hop up, like, from sitting to standing really quick, I get dizzy. Um, Whenever something is, like, surprising, like a squirt of blood or something I'm not expecting, I get dizzy. And it was 1 a.m., and they, like, burst in the room. And nurses, I don't know what it is about maternity nurses. They're not, like, subtle, but they just, like, come in the room, flick on the lights, (laughs) do what they have to do, and get out of there. It's true. I think because, like, they're wide awake. Yeah, and it's their job. Right. Um. Anyway, so with Jack, I passed out and hit my head and had to get 13 stitches in the emergency <laughs> No big room. deal. 13 stitches. No big stitches. deal. It's fine. <laughs> um, but this time, I was totally fine. I even was like, I watched the delivery, and I was mm-hmm. in the room for the epidural, mm-hmm. which was, um, they, they made me sit down. That's like a rule there that like mm-hmm. anyone who's not a nurse or a doctor has to sit down during the epidural. Like he couldn't hold my hand. Yeah. He had to be. I had to sitting in a chair like back away from the bed. Mm-hmm. Um and since I was so far away, I, I don't know, I just kind of felt, like, useless. And I was, like, trying to pray and, like, couldn't really think of anything. So I ended up just praying the name of Jesus, like, over and over again. Like, Lord Jesus, Christ Jesus. And that was, like, the only prayer I could think of. Because Holly was in a lot of pain and I couldn't help her. I couldn't even, like, be there to hold mm-hmm. her hand. Um, and after the fact, I saw felt that it was one of the most, like, authentic prayers I was ever able to make and especially for me I kind of get caught up in my head a lot so just to be able to like have my mind not be able to pray and just fall back on just that very simple prayer was a really really cool experience for me yeah I just started thinking about what it's like to get an epidural and I wanted to throw up (laughs) (laughs) because it is so the process of them doing it oh the epidural so it's so terrible but it's worth it but it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a needle in your spine is not going to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> it freaks me out so bad. But so you have to, like, hunch over, and you're having contractions in the middle yeah. of them. So yeah, they basically, like, wait until you're not having contractions, and they're like, go. And they, oh, gosh, it's terrible. But um, the nurse was so great. She, like, held me because you have to scrunch your whole body, and you can put your chin to your chest. So that your, like, spine stretches out. out. Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh, it's so terrible. <laughs> But the nurse has to hold you kind of like that. So you're, like, really close with her. Um, and Nurse Anne, who was, like, this, I don't know, 50-year-old woman. Yeah. Um, she held me really close. And at, like, the worst point, she put her head on top of my head. And it was just, like, the most nurturing thing for me to feel her, like, head on. I don't know why, but it really made me feel, like, loved mm. in that moment. And... I never got to tell her that, that I really appreciated that. <laughs> but it made all the difference. Yeah. And she was really great. She was. Um, yeah. I was going to say something about that, but I can't remember what it was. Oh. Too bad. Got to wait till the next baby. Also, so Blaze is now two weeks old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say two weeks along in this life. In this life. <laughs> Outside the womb. <laughs> um, but I'm still like mentally recovering like i don't really form sentences super well or yeah but that i mean you're that's halfway, you're halfway there before anyway. i know i know but. yeah 
Mm-hmm. But it was good. The delivery went well. It did. I um, I was telling Daniel this yesterday that like a really big part of, I guess, my growth since Jack has been my understanding of suffering, which I've talked about on the podcast before. But how um, like the Catholic understanding of suffering is that you like offer it up, mm-hmm. and. I was really almost like excited for labor and for this the suffering that was going to come with it um and delivery so you kind of lift that up and especially to have specific prayer intentions to be lifting up at that point um and so i was praying a lot for friends who are experiencing fertility um and just for friends who ask for prayer requests as well um but for me to have that like not goal but to have that purpose within mm-hmm. my labor and suffering uh, was really, really good. And um, it not was what surprised me was that it was not only with labor and delivery, because obviously I got an epidural, so it was a little bit easier than pain-free. Mm-hmm. But um, also the struggle of pre-labor, because it was yeah. that yeah. anxiety and mm-hmm. that terrible time of, waiting for the baby that was a time of suffering for real and so for me to kind of lift that up as like to offer it up for mm-hmm. those intentions was kind of the first time I've ever actually done it mm-hmm. um and it was a really beautiful experience it gave yeah. it gave a lot of meaning to my suffering and it gave a lot of um, purpose for me and like gave me be- like to see beauty within suffering mm-hmm. um and especially even now like the as Daniel and I were comparing the times like past like or after jack versus after blaze and after jack i did i did like everything wrong we did so much right off the bat like the day that we got home with jack i went on like a mile walk with everyone and next day went to target and Mm. this time i'm like I was like a shut in for until like right now pretty much other than having the baptism two weeks after (laughs) he was born that yeah but um I haven't been doing hardly anything. Like, I haven't been going outside. I haven't been going on walks. I've been, like, staying in and taking it really chill. And that's really affected my, uh, like, emotional well-being and spiritual mm-hmm. well-being. Um, but this time, too, like, all of the hardships that have come, like, Blaze is feeding every hour instead of every three hours, like mm-hmm. most newborns. And, it's, and, like, Jack. Like, Jack, we had to wake up for feeding yeah. every three hours. And Blaze wakes up a lot um, on his own. <laughs> He's been doing the past two days, though. I've been much better. Much better. Um, but those times of suffering and times where I'm, like, so exhausted and so tired during the day or in the middle of the night when I'm feeding him and um, certain little struggles that come with that, to have something to lift it up for has given me a lot more fulfillment. And mm-hmm. I haven't been getting caught up in as much, like, frustration or um, anger mm-hmm. as I did with Jack. Yeah. And, like, the issues are different with Blaze versus Jack. Like, Jack had really bad acid reflux, which is a very, very frustrating situation. But uh, he slept really well, so it's, you know, give yeah. and take. But um, <clears throat> the there's still, like, issues there. Mm-hmm. And with any, like, new baby, there's stuff yeah. to figure out and stuff to get through. And so this experience of, like, suffering and lifting it up has been really great for me. Yeah, and I, I will say you've done, I feel you've done much better this time around. Thank you. And it's like your backup on your, and you kind of have to be because Jack's running around, but right. like, it seemed like you were like, not, 
you weren't back to 100 not that you're back to 100% now but it seemed like with Jack you were not 100% for a while a long time yeah whereas yeah. now it's like you seem like you're getting close mm-hmm. to it yeah um, one thing that I've and I guess it's because we have Jack and I've kind of been on Jack duty which has really been awesome because him and I have just been buddies and he like grew up like oh my a ton the past couple of weeks and he's like putting phrases together yeah. and making up his own words which is really sweet because he knows like <laughs> basketball hoop it's like four different words stuck together mm-hmm. or three words three. <laughs> four syllables okay 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 um so he'll try to do that with his own words and he'll be like puppy diaper hat he's <laughs> <laughs> like is that one <laughs> and he'll like look at it, it's like is that one of those words stuck together words <laughs> um but it's been great to hang out with him but i've um with like a newborn i've realized how like not useless, but, like, how little I can do for that little baby and how huge of a role the mother has with the newborn. Mm-hmm. Like, you're with him, especially when we first brought him home, like, I don't know, 18 hours out of the day. And I'm, like, I can change his diapers, but he's usually screaming because he wants to go back to you and eat. <laughs> so it's just, like, I've noticed more starkly, like, the, the difference in roles that mothers and fathers play, especially with a newborn. Like, there's no way, there's no way for me to be a mother to this newborn. Only mm-hmm. a woman, only a mother can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but how necessary you are in taking care of Jack. Right, and when they, you know, when kids are older, they relate differently to their parents, mm-hmm. and um, it just helped to remind me that, like, these, the way in which we were created by God, we are created that way for a reason, and that mm-hmm. there's a complementarity between men and women in kind of throughout their relationship. So not only like sexually, but just like in parenting, like mothers generally are one way because that's how they need to be for children in, the, in these situations. And fathers are um, this way. So they could be like this with their children. Like you have to nurse Blaze and Jack and I have to pretend we're rams and <laughs> and run at each other on our hands and knees and knock heads into one another. That's been that's required. Yeah, he, he really likes that game. He's gotten really into like slapstick and like uh-huh. will just like lean over and bonk me in the head and think it's hilarious. <laughs> or he'll fall on the ground. Yeah, and say, Oopsies. oopsies. Yeah, um, but it's been good and like. Jack loves a new baby, mm-hmm. like, tries to help. He always wants to hold him, which is kind of different. It's like, a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Most, sometimes we'll, like, we'll hold Blaze, and Jack will just put one hand underneath him and be like, hold him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. But he's good. He's um, excited to, like, share, and he can't do much with him. He, he tickles his toes, mm-hmm. and he, like, pats his head, and today he p- gave him his basketball. <laughs> yeah, he was so proud of himself for yeah. giving him his basketball. Um, and he s- sometimes wipes his butt. Whatever. He does, like, he loves diaper changes. Every time Blaze cries, he's like, diaper change? Diaper change? <laughs> Are we ready? Are we going to do this? Okay, maybe. We'll see. But, yeah, he'll, um, if we're changing him downstairs in the pack and play, he'll, like, we'll give him a wipe, and he'll stand on his toes and, like, try to wipe him. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sweet. It is. But, yeah, everything's going really well. Um, yeah. I'm happy. Me too. And it like, I don't know. I feel like we're we're doing it, and you. I, I think know. you've been like, you've kind of found more of your element. Mm-hmm. You know, Which and we've I, we've heard that. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I remember one of our friends was talking about another of our friends who has um, her second, which is like almost this the same age difference as ours, and she said, "Gosh, I can't believe how she's really like she's in her, her in her element." She used mm-hmm. those words. I was like, I'm not going to be in my element. There's just no way. Like, it's not my nature to, to deal with a lot of mm-hmm. things at once. And 
I'm kind of pet- petrified of being a parent of two this close together and uh, being in the newborn stage again. But then, like, here I am, and it's like, well, you just do it. You, yeah. You gotta. And um, you kind of hit your stride a little bit once you, like, get past that hurdle of I can't do this. And you say, oh, wait, I can. And yeah. Just do it. And I ended up, I was only able, after Blaze was born, to take a week off from work, and then they needed me to come back. So Holly was, like, that Monday, she was kind of nervous but then like i don't know you had like a really great week yeah i mean jack napped for me like super well Mm -hmm. and everything kind of worked out really well Mm -hmm. like um there were no like big catastrophes where like both babies were crying Mm -hmm. and i don't know like we did have one i forget we were driving home from Oh my god! We may have just gone to the store. We went to the grocery we store. Went to the grocery it's store. Just the grocery store. And coming back home, both kids <laughs> screaming as loud as they can in the back seat, and we can't do anything about because it. Because Blaze started crying, and with we or Daniel and I have both realized, or remembered that whenever a newborn cries in the car seat, you can't do you can't anything. Do it. About you can't it. sing to him. You can't give him a toy or you a can't book. Give him you just a have book, to like no snacks. Try to like hit some bumps so it'll like rock him or something. I know he hates like if we stop at the stoplight, he gets like so yeah. mad. But so he started crying, which then like scared Jack. I think Jack got upset and he started crying. So then it was just <laughs> this terrible cycle where no they couldn't soothe and we just had to laugh uh, our way home. So it was like, well, what do you do? You can't. You can't. We need like a limo that you could like put up the window. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, no, but, but it is going much better than I expected, mm-hmm. which is really great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what we've been up to mm-hmm. past two weeks. Um, thank you, everyone, who was praying for us. Um, yes. It, it does seem like there's a lot of grace involved in the whole situation. So thank you for those of us who um, were praying for us. Definitely. I mean, like, it's very obvious. I definitely yeah. feel everyone's prayers because it is such a better situation for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to try to, now that Blaze is, seems like he's sleeping longer at night, we're going to try to get back in the the podcast game but i know daniel has all these great topic ideas i do i can't yeah he's got to write them down i have don't have time i have them written down oh i thought you were saying like he's got to write them down no like he's had yeah yes they're written down no don't worry (laughs) (laughs) um so we're gonna try to get back into that soon but we wanted to kind of let you know what's up debrief debrief yeah Mm -hmm. and just share our exciting news that we have a new baby Mm mm-hmm Who's beautiful and healthy and um, awesome and really awesome. Mm-hmm. He's super cute. Oh, I did wanted to say did I? I did <laughs> wanted to say <laughs> that one of the coolest things Daniel and I our like first reaction after seeing Blaze was both of us were like, oh, he's a new person. Yeah, he's not just Jack. He's again. not just yeah another Jack. Like, he looks different. He acts different. Like, you are a different person. Mm-hmm. You are a completely new soul here on this earth with us. And it just was really beautiful to experience that. And that we both, like, that was our, the big, like, thing that hit us when we got mm-hmm. to meet him for the first time. That, like, everyone says, too, that uh, Blaze looks exactly like Jack. But our first reaction was, like, you look so different than Jack. <laughs> yeah. Because his nose is perkier and his mm-hmm. face is rounder. He's his little round turnip head. And he's got these big cheeks. He's got, yeah, some big jowls. <laughs> <laughs> but how how beautiful that is that, yeah, we're different people. Mm-hmm. We're each created individually. Yes. I just think it's really great. Yeah. 
It so, is great. It is great. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, we'll be back at it regularly sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to make any promises. Right. But we're going to we're going to we're going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be doing it more often, at least. Yes. Than yeah. Never. Than never. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, in the meantime, if you have any feedback or emails you want to send to us, you can send it to halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Mm-hmm. Like us on Facebook. Um, yeah, and keep praying for us, and we'll be praying for you. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.